We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast, episode 70 with Uncle Mike. I had a great conversation with Uncle Mike. He's a good buddy we met offline. Well, online, but offline, really. We're kind of strangers. Until now. And he's always been on Anchor posting. He talked a little bit about his podcast journey and what he does for a living. Career choices. And the fact that English isn't his second language and he had to learn that and develop that and grow those strengths. It definitely made for a great interview. I got to admit, Uncle Mike definitely persevered through this interview. And had a lot of great points. Bruce Lee being his... uh, Idol, definitely overdid it in a sense. I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. But definitely stay tuned for episode 70 with Uncle Mike. And I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. We're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast. Episode number 70 with Uncle Mike. And without further ado, let Uncle Mike introduce himself. Hey, how's it going? Um... Wow, that was a really good intro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, thanks. Uncle Mike here. What's going on? Uh, this is Uncle Mike, uh, my podcast journey and random life tips. Thanks for having me, Ke- Kevin. No problem, Uncle Mike. Let's get the uh, interview started for sure. And question one, uh, who told you about Anchor? Wow. Uh, okay, so I heard about anchor through um the breakfast club which is a radio show in i believe new york uh hosted by charlemagne the god dj envy and uh there's one more host but uh they were doing a you know typical interview of um they usually get random celebrities coming up so they usually have like big name uh rappers and movie stars and one day they had Gary V on. Uh, I'm no, I don't know if you guys know who Gary V is, but oh he, yeah, right. He's a motiva- motivational speaker and a guru, business guru, mogul, and uh, he was really hyping up podcasting and how people could get on podcasts. And Anchor was the thing that just kept on, you know, he kept on preaching about, and everybody should try it out. So I immediately downloaded the app, and it, the rest is history. Yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, it's probably one of my most popular answers. Uh, Gary V and, and that show definitely have transpired to a lot of people on Anchor, and it's been a it's been a great ride for sure on Anchor and, and just the the wave of people coming into that, that outlet. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think definitely when he got on uh, the Breakfast Club, uh, it, it tuned in a lot of uh, yeah listeners. Oh yeah, I think I think that's important uh, to just to keep it easy and and just use those influencers as leverage. And once you get in here, you start being comfortable with the app and things definitely start to shape up like you do, which is a good segue into question two. What is your mission on your podcast uh, journey and the audio platform as you uh, progress now? It's been six, seven months almost. Uh, yeah, well, originally uh, the plan was to just get better at public speaking and working on my speech impediments, uh, things of that nature, and also uh, just kind of throw in, you know, random life uh, tips and 
stories about my life and growing up uh, in Oakland, California. And it's just, it's still, it's still what I want to do. It's still what I'm doing, uh, which is trying to become a better like speaker and, and uh, working on my speech impediments. I'm still working on it. Six months in, uh, I've done pretty good. I felt like, you know, from my first episode to where I'm at right now, I, I felt like I've improved a lot in, you know, podcasting and broadcasting and things like that. Uh, but I'm still working on it. I still need a lot of improvement. Uh, which is why I'm I'm still doing it, and you know, Kevin, you know, you you're one of the the few people that I talk to on this thing that uh, has really helped me. So I really want to thank you for that. No, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate the first time I met you. You know, we had our I was just like, <laughs> well, who's this guy, Uncle Mike? And then I I hopped in, and it was a great story. But yeah, going back to, I think your journey's definitely been amazing in the sense that you came from uh, somebody who didn't even do anything in the sense that you were just kind of out here waiting for uh, anything really just to pop up. And now that you got a role, you got a whole show set up in a sense you do episodes now and you're definitely growing as a person and as somebody who can publicly speak. Now it's great to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've looked back, checked back on my older episodes and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe uh, it's, and it's only been six months, you know, thinking six months is a short time, uh, but I think once you start doing the podcast, it's just like you start seeing the progression and you start noticing that like, wow, uh, I'm actually improving. I'm actually getting better at this. So and it makes me want to keep going. So, yeah, I think I think that's important is that encouragement factor to keep going and make it happen rather than you get you get two five two to five episodes in. You see no listeners and it's like, well, where do I go from here? But if you keep getting encouragement and keep getting on the roll. That's when you start improving, excelling. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I am getting listeners. I mean, at first, yeah, I was not. And then to get, it was weird when you uh, just called me out of the blue. And I'm all like, whoa, I already got a listener? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and it's crazy because uh, I would think like, oh, uh, talking to KT, it was just like, okay, one and done. That's fine. But man, you've been like following up on me. And not just me, like like a, a gang of folks on on the Anchor Nation and the Anchor community, and uh, right. man, really appreciate uh, what you do out here on, on the, in the Anchor community, man. Yeah, no, I, and I think that's that's a I, first. I appreciate the compliments, and I think that's important. That not even just me, but the fact that I've connected you with many people, and the connections you've made with me have just helped and and really developed over time. I think it's good to to see how this community can grow just off of one person, but more importantly, it can grow off a hundred people. If we keep building and building and building to get somewhere, which is great. What's up, man? Anchor nation. That's it. As the nation grows, we grow. But uh question three, what is your current occupation? Well, I currently, I work as a uh, programmer analyst uh, for a bank. Uh, I do. I basically uh, I do uh, back end work, software testing. I make sure uh, all the software is good before it rolls out into the real world. So, um, you know, when you're going to your ATM to get money out, uh, just know that, you know, I, I had to make sure that software was working before you <laughs> before you could get the money. No, that's cool. That's cool. And actually, that's, that's pretty interesting. Hey, you got to get the software and and actually this is actually a perfect question the question for because uh what are some challenges associated with the occupation 
just a quick backstory. I know you were going for a promotion uh, a couple months back or maybe like a month ago and you didn't get, you want to just explain just the challenges and then we'll talk about that promotion and how you can learn and what you learned from that experience. Um, well, boy, I'm, I'm not really understanding this question here. Um, well, like what are the challenges associated with the occupation? Oh, well, the challenges of the occupation itself is just we, you know, there's, it's, there's constantly bugs and there's constantly hackers out there that are looking out, looking for ways to uh, break into the software. Uh, so we really need to be on top of our game uh, as to make sure our testing is very thorough before it rolls out. And I mean, every once in a while, there's a bug that, that, you know, uh, that gets overlooked and it rolls out into production and, uh, you know, the hackers are on it and immediately they'll, they'll get, they'll figure out how to get into it and, uh, you know, uh, clean that ATM machine out. So, uh, we always have to, you know, just make sure that, uh, when we're testing, it's, it's a very thorough and if not, you know, it comes it comes back to bite us. Oh, okay. So you definitely a little bit of cybersecurity in a sense. You got to keep that intact, or something could definitely happen. That you know you don't want to mess around with that. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, especially with banks' money. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's it's yeah, yeah, and people. You know, banks have people's money, so it's just you know, and it, it's all a uh, you know, it's all connected. So uh, we definitely need to uh, yeah be on top of it. Oh yeah, I think it's important to keep keep on top of that because it's kind of like you're the gatekeeper in the sense that if you if you let something slip yeah. by, it's like oh boy, pressure's on now, and if something happens, but it's good yeah. that you keep you keep it intact and you get things going. Exactly, exactly. I mean, there was plenty of times where it's like it slipped, and you know, uh, we have you know weekly meetings, and when a bug like that slips, it's like the big boss comes in, it's like you know. Who was running that test, or how did this get past us? You know, and you know how to how to fix it, and, and you know, so we really need to uh, make sure that uh, everything is you know as smooth as possible. Yeah, I think it's it. I think it's got to be smooth and effective. Now, the question I wanted to ask you: I know you were recently scheduled for like a job interview, and you uh, were trying to get a promotion. You wanted to, that's what I meant to say. Like, yes. what, what was the experience like? I know you didn't get it, but did, what you could take away from that experience that could help you in the future? Oh, wow. Um, well, the I, I went for the interview uh, to, because it was an opportunity for me to, yeah, like, uh, you know, become full time. Uh, but I felt like, well, for me anyways, I felt like um, I wasn't really prepared for the interview i didn't really uh prepare myself um uh thinking it was a thinking it was a shoe-in because i knew the person interviewing me so that was the that was really the problem was thinking you know ex- having an expectation was like oh it's a shoe-in don't worry you're you're in you know and but i still need to go through the interview process and when i went into the interview process i just wasn't as on point and precise with my interview uh, answers uh, or, or it wasn't to their satisfaction, you know, and I went through two, uh, I had to go through th- two interviews uh, for them to decide. So the first one, 
the first one was was not that great and it was mm-hmm. the first one that was with i guess the higher up that i guess kind of you know came back to bite me during the second interview because after the second interview they just kind of thought of you know even though i came a little bit more prepared this time uh you know they uh they discussed it within themselves and they just figured that they wanted to go in another direction um but my takeaway from all of it was that it you know that you you really need to be uh prepared for an interview uh it, right. it, it you really need to just i mean you know if anything uh practice interview questions look uh study your pers- your resume you need to study it back and forth that's uh my takeaway from it but not only that too um when i was going prior to going to an interview i already had uh you know heard rumors around the area around my workplace about how that department worked and it was a very it was also a very a kind of um uh bureaucratic type of uh environment where the 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 big boss like has all the say and everybody else is just worker bees and you can't say anything so hearing about that that kind of threw me off a little bit and it kind of it was a little off-putting so that in itself i also look at it as a blessing in disguise meaning meaning like okay you know i didn't get it that's fine i'm okay with it i can live with that you know because uh, in the end uh these people might not be the people I want. I really want to work under anyway, because I work with a, a, an amazing team. I have a, a great boss that I work for, and you know, it's like I don't um, not getting this job. It just shows me that you know what, like I I should I, I belong in this team for now anyway. Yeah, and you use that as a, a that kind of blessing in the sky. Really, not I can't really say that was a negative into a positive, but you use that as motivation to say I'm grateful for what I have and. If anything, the next time you do have like a big interview or not, not this, but but like an actual big interview for a job or oh right, uh, yeah, for something major in right. a sense. Now you you know the ins and outs, and you know the even the hand gestures and and just the things you got to say correctly and perceive and and be professional rather than go in there blind. For this is just a good message for anyone. Just don't go in there right. blind or or don't even know your resume or even some people just forget how to dress appropriately and i think it's important to teach that personally a lot of people believe we should teach that not only in life but just in school start them off young have a session where we should teach people interviews and i think that's that's a great it's a great way to motivate people because you never know when you need it and you'll probably need more than once in your life so it's important to keep those skills in mind and keep those into a positive mindset Oh yeah, no, absolutely. They and they should teach these things in school. I feel like uh, you know, right now in school, uh, other than math and English and science, it's like they don't really teach you how to like network with uh other people, uh, yeah, interviews and things of that nature. But uh man, I, I you know, speaking of this interview, <laughs> I should have I should have came a little more prepared for this interview too, but I just got off of work. I'm you know, I just got home, so uh, forgive show. me if I can't answer the questions, you know, to everybody's satisfaction. My bad. No, nah, this doesn't matter. As long as you just put a good effort, it's good for me. But, uh, yeah, I think it's important just to 
be yourself, not just in this interview, but in any interview you give, be yourself first and foremost. Don't try to, you know, be somebody also. Don't be too impressive in, oh, right. wow, you say a lot of great things, but can you back that up? Can you right. show it? You don't want to oversell yourself in a sense, and and then you have to fulfill that agreement. And if you don't fulfill it, well, you know what happens. So, Absolutely. So Absolutely. It's, it's important to keep it humble and be you since day one. Don't. Don't try to change into someone or morph into someone else and you got yourself in deeper problems. Right. Oh, that's funny you said that too, because that, that, that kind of was what happened uh, during the first interview was I, I did a little bit of overselling myself and then they were all like, well, how do you prove it? And they tried to like get all technical with me and stuff. And that's when I, you know, I, I, gave, I, I gave a, a non-satisfactory answer to them, which was, you know, to them a little off-putting. So you know, little tip for you guys out there. Definitely study your resume and, you know, know what the hell you're doing. That's it. Yeah. And just, and just be you and always yep. come prepared. Never know what could happen. Exactly. Question five. Now you have an interesting backstory because English is not your first language. We got a lot of coming up with culture, but for question five, what is the backstory of learning English as your second language? Just as a question, what were some things you had to overcome or let's say, just see in the sense that, well, I, I don't, I don't know English, but I had to study it. Could you take a little backstory on that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, growing up, uh, so I'm, I'm Chinese American. I grew up, uh, you know, I was born and raised, but growing up in a family, I'm first generation, uh, American, uh, born out here. My parents around the house just spoke Chinese to me. So growing up, uh, growing up, Chinese was my first language. Cantonese was my first language. And then when they put me in a classroom full of uh, other kids, you know, white kids, Mexican kids, black kids, you know, it was a little difficult. It was, well, it was very difficult for me to like communicate with uh, other kids because I didn't speak good English. So, you know, I was shy. I was quiet. I only knew one or two words. And I was put uh, up until I want to say up until fourth or fifth grade. They, you know, they had to put me in a different classroom uh, um, called ESL ESL classes, which is like a uh, you know English uh, second language. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I had to uh, really learn English that way, and uh, I mean it was. Only until I, I want to say maybe uh, sixth or seventh grade, that's when I started to become a little more confident and, and you know, uh, and started making friends outside of my uh, ethnicity. You know, like all of my friends were Chinese, Chinese American, you know, like we could relate like that when we were kids, you know. Uh, but then, you know, it was only until, yeah, sixth or seventh grade, that's when I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I, I was a little more comfortable talking to uh, other kids uh, outside of my ethnicity and I was able to make friends. Um, yeah. No, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. How you, you use that as leverage though, in a sense that you started early in fourth, fifth grade. And then when you got to sixth, seventh grade, you realized that, all right, maybe it's a little bit different. Now I start learning, you start communicating in your second language. You felt comfortable by being uncomfortable. That's pretty good. The sense that you, it's something you knew would be a challenge, but you still took it in a sense that you had to learn to communicate. 
And and just a backstory question, also a follow question. What's it like living out there in the Bay Area? Would you say just the I know the culture is very different. Would you say there's more Chinese Americans where you live or is it just more ethnically diverse overall? Uh, it's ethnically diverse overall, but I, you know, there's definitely pockets all around the San Francisco Bay Area where it's predominantly Asian, uh, like San Francisco, for example. I live in Oakland, California, which is across the bay from uh, San Francisco. And San Francisco is definitely uh, predominantly uh, Asian. Um, I mean, there's uh, as well as white, but uh, it's predominantly Hispanic and black uh, with little pockets uh, with Asian people and Asian people, not just Chinese people. There's Vietnamese people, Thai people, Indian people, Cambodian, Laos. Oh, wow. It's 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 a huge yeah it's super diverse super diverse um out here in in northern california so um uh definitely uh in san francisco predominantly asian and white but out here in the east bay oakland california uh hayward san leandro vallejo uh you, you get a mixed bag we got a mixed bag over here filipinos i mean you just just yeah there's a it's very very diverse uh, that that that's great though that at least you have that diversity to lean off of and and understand different cultures. That's that's important. It, as you grow up, you start realizing that there's another whole side of the world that you're communicating with with different culture. Maybe you want to interact with your friends in different cultures, and it's good to experience basically a culture shock within a certain community. It's, it's incredible to have. When you just yeah. rattled off like there, at least ten to fifteen different cultures, it's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, it is crazy. Oh man, I mean, I, I'm I feel very blessed to to be you know to uh, to be uh, raised out here, you know, and to like try all the various different foods and learn about all the different cultures. Uh, you know, Filipinos they uh, definitely you know they celebrate their holidays out here. Uh, same thing with uh, Chinese Chinese New Year. Man, it gets festive out here in San Francisco. It's yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, yeah. It's 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 great. It's great. No, I think it's important. I think I, I think it's important to celebrate and embrace other cultures because it's what makes the yes. communities go around. I think you having that experience out there in the Bay Area, it gives you an advantage. Knowing when you go to, let's say, you want to actually travel to one of these places in person, you have that advantage of seeing. All right, see what they do. You know some customs. It'll give you right. a leg up. That, that's important. Right. Right. And question six, now we'll talk about your Chinese culture. How has the Chinese culture and the Cantonese culture helped you in America? Just what were some things you did as a child or as you grow up now that you could take into America knowing that it's a new opportunity, but I still want to hold my roots? What are some things you still do as a kid now that you do now in the Chinese culture? Uh, wow. Um that's an interesting question. Uh, well, I know now. I mean, just grow, uh, growing up, I mean, I I still uh, I I held on to my language uh, of speaking speaking Cantonese, and that has been mm-hmm. uh, very beneficial to me. Even though I can't read or write very well, uh, I can speak it pretty fluently. 
and I can communicate when I'm on um, Chinatown or if I'm anywhere actually, and uh, there's a someone that doesn't you know speak English, uh, I can I can come in and like help be a translator, and that's been super cool. beneficial. Yeah, it's been super beneficial to me because it's helped me uh, throughout my uh, entire life growing up out here uh, with my work at school. Like it's, it's, you know, like I feel like being bilingual is actually such a, a important thing. And I really recommend anybody out there to like learn a second language, not no. just English, because outside of the States is the whole world, you know, like outside of US is, you know, entire world that's full of, uh, you know, other people that speak other languages, not just English. You can't, you know, we can't just assume like English is the best language or, you know, like I just we're in America, you need to speak English. Like um, uh, it definitely helps you grow as a person. It helps you get ahead in the world if you're well versed in you know another language. So uh, that's one of them for sure. Um, I, I I'm sorry, I'm sorry, KT. I can't think of anything else at the moment. Uh, no, you're good. Oh, I have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> no, you, you gave a nice answer, and I think that's important that – I'll pick it up here. It's important to ethnically diverse yourself, even in languages, because being bilingual, and this is for anybody, there's a lot of benefits. I mean, you could work for a company. Let's say you have uh, another client who speaks different language, and you know their language. Boom, that's a connection right there. Exactly. And I think it's important uh, – It's real. it really – brings into perspective that there is a whole different world out there it's not just this country although this has been a it's, it's got many opportunities and there's many diversities out here when you go to, let's say a country like lithuania or you go to a country yeah. like croatia and you, yeah. you and, and you have to learn their cousin it's, it's crazy and i think it's important maybe don't speak their language but you you embrace their culture just like you did with the chinese culture and you still take those heritage and roots and apply them to your friends when you just go out for a drink or something, or you go to in town, you find somebody to meet in the sense that you can talk to them in a different language and have honest dialogue. It's important. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, it, it was a bit late for me. Um, uh, but uh, as I grew, you know, growing up, I was always like, Oh man, I, I don't want to learn Chinese. You know, like my parents forced me to go take, Chinese school and stuff like that and you know I was like fighting them tooth and nail like I don't want to go I don't want to go even though you were making me but then when I got old enough I was like forget Chinese school now I'm really regretting it yeah <laughs> you know and and now I'm like trying to like pick it back up and it's just hard I mean when you're young you you can learn it really easily but then when you get older it's just like your uh, your brain is you know it becomes old and it's just doesn't learn as fast yeah, I, th I think, though, the good thing about – one thing about just keeping that young energy, if you can still uh, make it happen in the sense you can keep your brain young and your body healthy and you have that mentality to still learn things, I think that's important. Because, I mean, I, there's some people who can learn languages at 50 years old, and you would think, well, how's that possible? But it's just it's just surprising that things, things happen. I think it's important to keep that in mind that – Anything can really happen, which is which is great. But also, when you're young, just take those advantages and make sure you play your strengths when you're young because you only get to be young at certain ages. And I think it's important to 
utilize your time wisely to learn something and, and do productive things rather than sit down or just sit at a home or something. It's important to be productive while learning a culture or learning anything that to that matter. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Never stop learning, man. It keeps uh, definitely keeps the brain young. Be a student of the game. I think that's a great yeah. message to end. It's all be the student. We're not, I mean, we all try to strive to be a professor, but at the end of the day, we're all students of the game. It's a great way to end. Absolutely. A great way to end. Absolutely. Sum that question up. And, and question seven, how has your immediate family just played a role in your life and supported you through the journey? Uh, well, my family, uh, you mean you mean my journey in podcasting or oh, my, I, just journey in life? Uh, life, pod, anything you want to share. It's all good. Well, they definitely don't know about my podcasting. So um, even though I told them, they're all like, oh, that's 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 nice. That's nice. <laughs> you know, they're they're not all. Uh, it, it's strange, you know, like being in Asian culture that uh, for the most part, they they don't uh, like to be vocal. Oh yes, it, not about you know they're not about like broadcasting your your opinions and stuff like that. So uh, you know that, that that part they don't understand. But I will say that I mean I grew up from um, a divorced family, uh, but it was never short of any sort of support or love from either parent. I mean they both uh, both parents you know gave their all in terms of love and support and, you know, so, uh, you know, they've, they've been great for me in my journey. Uh, I've learned a lot from them and, you know, I feel like, uh, especially coming from sort of a dysfunctional type of family, it's made me a lot, uh, more mindful, uh, compassionate, uh, just, I mean, I, I think I'm, uh, I think I, I, I'm exactly who I am today because of them. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm a really, you know, not to brag, but I'm, I'm a good person. You know, I, no, I don't, I don't go out and try to hurt people. You know, I always, uh, try to help people. And I feel like me doing a podcast, you know, it, it, you know, I could share my experiences with people, with people too. In hopes of, you know, people can relate and we can talk about it and we can, you know, create a dialogue uh, about like, you know, coming up from broken homes and, you know, how to deal with uh, problems in our lives and that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, man, my family, they, they've been great. I think it's important though, to keep that strong family bond in the sense that you have the moral support. Maybe they don't understand the podcast and sign, but the fact that they're sticking with you, you know, through thick and thin it's important that you keep that family bond and that family culture intact because no matter what happens in life, family will always be on your priority number one. And I think if we keep those for a good message out here to everybody, but keep those family ties together and keep it in strength, good things will happen. And a lot of, a lot of people will see the value. I mean, sometimes you can get mad, upset, just the normal family things, but at the end of the day, it's unconditional love all the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. Uh, Your family, you know, you, your family are the ones that you know that has been through with been through it with you through thick and thin you know so uh they are definitely you know important oh yeah and i think i think you can't choose it's a great say you can't choose family but you, you can pick your friends but you can't choose family so if we can yeah. treat everybody like family in a sense and your actual family be a priority and, and, and you just bring that atmosphere to everybody and it vibes off with other people, 
then you know they've raised you well, which sounds like they have Uncle Mike. And uh, I can definitely say this to this day. Yeah, you're definitely a great person, man, for sure. Oh, thank you, KT, man. You're 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 pretty you're pretty cool too, man. There, there we go. There we go. <laughs> and uh, and actually, question eight. This is a good, more of a fun question here. If you have, if you could have a conversation with anybody in the world, who would it be and why? It could also be dead or alive. I didn't put that, but oh wow, man, uh, just one person. Uh, just just one. Person. You can, unless you want, you got a couple. Rattle off. I, I'm, I'm all for it. Oh wow. Okay, man. Off the top, off top, uh, it would have to be uh, my idol, uh, Bruce Lee. Bruce. Bruce Lee, you know, he was a uh, great philosopher, but not only that, I mean, you know, he, you know, as a martial artist, but like, not only that, he was a great philosopher and, uh, you know, a lot of the, the stuff that he, um, a lot of the quotes that he uh, made or comments he made while trying to break into the um, Hollywood industry uh, back in the day, back in the 70s. Um, it still resonates today, like in terms of um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, equal rights and uh, discrimination, racism, because uh, a lot of times um, he wasn't bankable. Mm-hmm. It, you know, he wasn't bankable because he was a, he was an Asian. You know, in in a, in a uh, you know predominantly uh, uh, American white. Um, uh, uh, industry and a lot, you know, he was being turned away. I mean, I don't know if you ever heard of the, the, the TV show Kung Fu. I heard, I've actually heard of this. Uh, yeah. So there was a, there was a TV show Kung Fu and originally he was supposed to be the cast. He was, well, he was supposed to be the leading role in that movie, but instead they cast, uh, David Carradine, who was a, um, you know, who's a white guy, uh, that grew up, in a Buddhist temple, a uh, Shaolin temple, and, you know, made his way back to the West and, and you know, started showing all the, you know, uh, Westerners and the cowboys about Kung Fu, which is, you know, uh, how, that, that was how they twisted the story. But it was actually supposed to be Bruce Lee who was supposed to play the uh, leading role in that movie. But they wouldn't cast him because he was Asian. He was a Chinese guy. You know, so, um, you know, it's just things like that i wanted to, i you know if he was alive and if, if i could talk to him like i would definitely ask him you know uh what it was like for him uh growing up and and you know uh you know fighting these types of battles you know that he had to uh, deal with yeah um, and i think it's a great message to have though i mean no matter this, this is a life message here no matter what race or what color you are or what minority you come from End of the day, we gotta treat each other equal. But uh, yeah. back to Bruce Lee, I think he's definitely one of the uh, the the groundbreaking barriers. Not not just because of his ethnicity, in a sense, he was Chinese and he still broke barriers. But the size. I mean, the one thing I respected about, although I'd never met Bruce and I, I didn't really see much, in a sense, you look at pictures of him. He wasn't a big guy. No. Nah. And and he, and he and he had that light and springy, airy type deal where he he was just light as a feather, but he was strong in the in the mind. And I think. The fact of the matter is, I don't care if you're five foot or six ten. The fact is, size doesn't matter in a sense to anything. As long as you have the heart, dedication, and the mindset that anything can happen, and be that fearless warrior in a sense, then things can really 
happened. I think Bruce was one of the great examples of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly why I he was such a Nido too. It was just like uh, you know, he was just uh even though he faced so much like uh discrimination, like he didn't let that get to him. He just kept going. And uh, you know, he became who he is today, you know. Uh an icon just having yeah. having yeah, an icon just by like having that type of mindset, you know? And not playing the victim, you know? Not 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 oh, letting yeah. not letting uh, uh racism or discrimination like get to him and then and, and start crying and, and start like complaining about it. He just kept, you know, honing his craft and finally, you know, he got so good, you know, like nobody could ignore him. And uh, you know, boom, enter the dragon. Boom, uh, the big boss. Boom, the way of the dragon. Chinese connection. Like all of a sudden, all these movies just like just blew him up. You know, and he became a megastar. It's. I'm glad you mentioned that. It wouldn't let he wouldn't let things get away from him in the sense that he kept perspective. I think that's important. I I think you mentioned the earlier question how the Asian culture doesn't really like to voice your opinion much. I think this is a great example of he didn't really need to voice his opinion. He let the actions do the talking. Yeah. In the sense that he just basically said, what's going on? Great. It's going on. What am I going to do about it? This is what I'm going to do about it. He let the actions do the talking and did it his way. I think it's important to sometimes just let all that go and all that uh, that cluster go. I mean, just let all that negative energy go. Go out there and be Bruce and there you go. Absolutely. You got Absolutely. I, I will say this, uh, uh, you know, let your audience know, like, if you guys want to know more about Bruce Lee. I mean, there's so many yeah. documentaries out there and there's like uh, biopics and stuff, but I will say that, uh, you know, if you search YouTube, just search uh, Bruce Lee interview. And it's a very old uh, interview of him with uh, some, some guy uh, from, I believe, uh, I think he's from the States, but it's, I think it's like a 15 minute interview, but definitely watch that interview and you'll you'll pretty much get the gist of what Bruce Lee is about. Yeah, I think I think it, I think Bruce has probably got the most document documented things out there. So it's important to if you are, like I said, anybody in the Anchor Nation and anybody who's listening to this, if you are a Bruce Lee fan or just want to get that mindset and mentality, definitely watch documentary. Yeah. Like Mike said, yeah, yeah, well, check out the Bruce Lee interview. There you go. There you yeah. go. Oh, and then a diff- and another one that's coming off the top oh, yeah. of my head would be Tupac. Oh, Tupac Shakur, yes. Tupac Shakur, yeah. I grew up with the guy. I grew up on his music. He is, um, you know, just, uh, yeah. He was another one of these uh, icons that, uh, man, that just died too soon. And uh, I would love to, like, just pick his brain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing about Tupac, he spoke from the heart. I remember. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, although I don't really listen to much of his, I don't really miss listening to rap genre. The one thing I did learn from him in, in a documentary uh, it, it, is he he really didn't actually mean any harm. He just tried to spit messages in the sense that they were motivational. And I think he even wrote a poem. I'm pretty sure I, I read like a poem on Anchor. In fact, I think one of my buddies put it up, and and I was like, well, you know what? Maybe this is a different perspective that I never thought of. And I think people like that who who lost their lives too young, if only you had that conversation to say what was going through their mind, it, it would be a, it would be a great experience if we could bring them back and actually get one but in reality at least they got documentaries to document everything which is great 
Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, Tupac, he was probably one of those guys that was, like, really misunderstood um, when he was around. And it was only until he had to go <laughs> for a lot of other people to be like, oh, wow. Uh, he Tupac was actually a very, uh, uh, very, uh, he was a very good person. He was a very good person. So, um uh, yeah, man. I mean, and for you guys out there who are trying to learn more about Pac, too, man, there's so many documentaries on him, too. Uh, definitely check out one of them. There you go, too. Pac Nation, Bruce Lee Nation. Definitely yeah. check it out there. <laughs> but uh, that's that's good. Those are two great idols to wrap it up, I think. One was mis- – both were misunderstood in a way, but both found a way before their tragic losses to really put an impact and dent in the world saying positivity will win out and – being fearless, that fearless warrior, like I said a couple of yeah. minutes ago, just to keep that mindset and mentality going. That's it. That's, 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 that's the best way to live life at the end of the day. Yep. The question totally that, true. oh yeah, for sure, for sure. The question that, what would you say to those, I know you're kind of still up and coming, but what would you say to those joining the podcast world at the beginning of their journey? A little flashback to you when you were in November. What would you say to those newbies coming in? Oh, wow. Um, just keep at it. Just keep at it, uh, and uh, good things will come, right, KT? Oh yeah, oh Just, yeah. I mean, I, I I really recommend. I mean, you know, people who have a who have something to talk about, who who wants to get their uh, message out, or who has something of value, who has value to share to the world, uh, don't. Um, uh, you know, you might stumble and fall a little bit and you might be a little bit like burnt out uh, while doing it. Uh, but you just, you know, stay positive and uh, keep doing it because you love to do it. Don't do it because you, you feel obligated or anything. Just keep uh, just if, if you love to do it, just keep doing it. But if you don't love to do it, you don't love to do it. You know, no, nobody's forcing you. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, if you're a newbie, I mean, you know, it's, it's time will tell time will tell if, uh, you know, you're, you're made for this or not, you know? Yeah. And so and that's it. There's two things in life that you got to remember. Time will always be the greatest equalizer. I mean, it is the second, it might, some even say it might be the first currency in the world, but we'll leave that for another day. But the fact is time, <laughs> time will uh, always have that winning way in a sense. And then number two, consistency. I mean, I think the more, yes. the more, the more practice and reps you get, I mean, it'll just help it'll, because this is yes. the one, this is the one thing other than, you know, sports, I would say, this is one thing you need reps on. You need, you need to have that structure in a sense that the more reps I get, the better I'll improve and have that mindset. Because it's easy to get discouraged. You see day one, uh-oh, zero. Day two, zero again. And zero listeners. And it's like, oh, well, that's discouraging. But then when you start to get more reps, you put more content, you see one. And that's all you need. As long yeah. as you get one, you can make a move. And then once you get one, usually does double, triple, quadruple, quintuple, and it goes on and on and on. And it, and it could be something crazy before you know it. And you get to six, seven months like yourself, or you even get to two, three years as you progress, you'll go back and back to day one saying, well, you know what? I didn't give up. Still was consistent. And I never 
never stopped and doubted myself. Just kept practicing. And that's how you live each day. No, it's it's true. It's true. Yeah, man. Other, you're you're right about the sports thing. It's like other than sports, you know. It's uh, yeah. If you stay consistent, you definitely uh, will improve, and you will gain more uh, listeners. I mean, for me, uh, yeah. I, I when I first started off, like you were the first listener, <laughs> and uh, you know now it's it's weird. It's like I'm getting like every weekly. Uh, notifications about like oh you just gained another 10 listeners and i'm like wow this is great Tumble, um, yeah you know it, it yeah it, it's snowballing kind of a thing you know and uh that's i mean it's a great feeling it's a great feeling to kind of i guess uh reap the spoils and uh to know that like you're 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 being productive you're doing something that's that's you know and you enjoy doing it so I definitely encourage you newbies out there to just keep it consistent. And yeah, man, time will tell. Yep, time time will always tell and just be consistent. I think it's a great message to end that question off of because a lot of people, when they stop, what will be the end result in three years if you had continued? I think you don't want yeah. that. You don't want that to linger in your mind for the next three years. You want to keep going and see where the journey takes you rather than falter early absolutely man i can't agree with you anymore because you know it's like i i try to get some of my friends on here right uh, as as you know and it's like um uphill battle it's uphill battle i mean you know like i i encourage them but you can only encourage them so much and then and then they were also like kind of into it but then later on they were not i mean it's like they they just kind of like oh you know like i'm busy or they're they're making excuses as to why they can't and, you know, now they're not on air anymore. And it's, I mean, it's, it's sad, but at the same time, it's like, you know what? Uh, I, you know, you got to do you. You got to keep doing you. And that's the old saying. You can lead the horse to water, but what happens after that is up you to you. You can't make them drink. Yep. <laughs> and, make them drink, man. That's it. You can drink it all you want, but it's up to you in a sense. I mean, you can leave, take it or leave it. And I think that's important that you did your job doing, you know, promoting the platform, promoting what you're doing along with them and then whatever happens happens and you just got to be happy that you tried and you gave it a hundred percent in the tenth. I think that's all we can be proud of. That's it. Yep. Question 10, what are your goals in the next five years, whether it be anchor personally work or just anything you want to share with the anchor nation? Oh man. Well, <laughs> these are some tough ones. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, bro. But, uh, man, I, uh, well, I definitely want to keep doing the, the, the podcasting i want to i definitely want to see where this goes i feel it's done nothing but good for me since i've started and it's only been six seven months uh you know uh, meeting meeting uh kt um uh, another friend uh fr- from the uk edm freak beats uh i am planning to actually try to meet up with him in las vegas next month so it's like it's weird it's like i um you know, I, I get on this 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 anchor app, and the next thing you, know, I'm meeting people. I'm going to meet people face to face, you know, from another part of the world. So yeah. I I want to continue and see where this goes. So I definitely still want to be doing the podcast, whether or not I'll still be working as a programmer analyst for a bank. Uh, who knows? I uh, yeah, it's hard to to pick. That, that, it's hard. It's hard to tell. Uh, I uh, you know it's it's a it's a great job i I work with a great team um but 
there's definitely other things I want to get into. Uh, prob- probably um, start my own business, if anything. Uh, I've always been a, uh, I'm always, I, I feel like I've, now that I've gotten older, I, I'm really good with uh, networking and, and, you know, uh, like, hus- you know, like, ter- like doing things like uh, hospitality things and work- talking to people and working with people. So it's like I, I, I always wanted to uh, eventually open a bar, like a sports bar. So that's that's still I mean, you know, that's still something that I eventually want to get into. No, so, it's an interesting thing, you know, you, you finish. Oh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. You're talking about the next five years, um, you know, eventually still doing my podcasting and um, hopefully uh, be able to open a like a bar slash restaurant grill, something like that. No, that's pretty cool. I'll start off with the anchor thing. I mean, just to just to see the fact that you can actually meet people face to face from just one connection. I think that's that's incredible that the power of this app. And then the second thing I, I got that's that's fascinating that you uh, you're still willing to evolve in a sense five years down the lane down the way down the road you'll be a little older, more experienced, wiser in a sense, and you you could open something. You never know where that could that can actually bring to you so it's important to keep that open mind like you said and you got the networking skills and you know the right people things can really happen i think it's important to keep that in mind oh yeah i learned that uh early well i wouldn't say i learned that early i learned it actually kind of late um because growing up i always wanted to become a teacher for you know uh elementary school or high school that was like the goal of mine. I went to school for it and all that. And now that I'm, you know, 38 years old, it, I mean, it and under understanding that life just doesn't take you, uh, you know, life is not a straight road. <laughs> right. Life is not a straight road, man. Life takes you through many detours, turns and everything. And I mean, if you're lucky, yeah, you might end back up on the uh, original lane that you were on and to get to where you where you go but then it's also like things come up you know uh, oh. family uh you know like or or just a simple fact that like you know what you you wanted to be i wanted to be a teacher but i don't want to be a teacher anymore you know i want to do something else you know and it's important to understand that you shouldn't try to fight it because when you fight it, when you fight uh, the change, it's going to make that things. It's going to make the road uh, a really tough road ahead. If you go with the flow, you will always, uh, you know, and and be prepared for what what comes at you. Uh, you know, you're you're you become flexible, and you're you're you know, you, you just won't stress out as much in life. So that was, you know, that's something that I learned like late twenties, but now it's like, I embrace every change. I stay open-minded and uh, it's helped me tremendously, uh, you know, and it's brought me to this app. So, you know, oh, yeah. for no, for sure. I think it's a, you know, one thing I'll say about the change part. I mean, it's the constant of life. If you think about it, there's no other constant other than change and time maybe, but I mean, exactly. like I said, that's another day for another dollar. But the fact yeah. is change is the, 
is the only thing you, you're really granted and, and your health. And I think it's important to keep up with that change. And I know how you said fight it, but we got to take flight with it in the sense that when you're taking flight, you're taking off into a new world and a new adventure and change. And that's, that's cool because you're up against the clouds and you see all these clouds passable out there. And you're like, well, you know what? I'm on this journey. Let's begin. Maybe we're halfway home. Maybe we're a quarter of the way down, but we're still embracing change. And that's the common denominator. I think if you can stay that way for the rest of your life, it all circles back. We talked about mentality, mindset, themes here. All these motifs basically come arise, and change is always going to be on the forefront. So if you stay like that, to anyone listening out there, and you just be open-minded to the change that's around you, things can really happen, develop for you in real life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our final question is, uh, what is one thing you want to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you? It could be a fun fact. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, man, KT, man, with the hard questions, man. Um, what is the one thing that I want to share with the Anchor Nation that uh, um, that, the, that Anchor Nation doesn't know about me yet? Oh, wow. Oh, man. You got me, man. You got me. Uh, I, I actually I share every, you know it's the the great thing about the podcast is I actually share with the anchor community everything like I tell them pretty much you know anything that's on my mind. Um, uh, shoot, <laughs> uh, you know like you so know it's I'm anchor nation say, though, I'm, so you can I'm share a, anything in my in my past. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. Yes, you know, you know, and we we've been back and forth about the whole, you know, with your Spurs and everything. Oh yeah, um, Anchor Nation knows. I, you know, I'm worried. I talk about this too. Um, I'm one of, uh, you know, I'm 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 the middle middle kid of five uh, siblings. Um, jeez, uh, man, you really got me stumped, KT. Um. Um, crap. <laughs> that be good. I I like to smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's California. You know, it, it You know, I gotta take advantage of the you know the the the, the grass out here. So, uh, I, okay, yes, I I I, I enjoy I enjoy I dabble with it. I'm not like a pothead or anything. Uh, but I felt like I feel like for me that particular uh, uh medicine uh has been beneficial for me in life like it 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 pretty much opened up my third eye gave me a different perspective in life it's helped me gotten over a lot of stressful times um but again it's like i it's in moderation uh you know it's not like i i did it it's not like i just smoked right now to talk to you um, I would do it uh, when I go camping or um, if, if, you know, the new uh, Super Troopers movie is just com- is coming out, or I might, you know, smoke a little bit to watch that movie because it will really enhance the movie for me. So it's things like that. So uh, I, I don't promote drug use on Anchor Community. Okay, just FYI. Yes, I, I, I seriously don't, you know, and I don't encourage your listeners to like go out and try that 
stuff too. Um, but for me, it's something that I've, uh, yeah, uh, I was exposed to it really early as a kid. So, uh, you know, I think that gets a bad rap of smoking weed or any of that stuff, but in reality, it's the lay of the law. I mean, if it's legal and you take advantage of it, that helps you. And, and that's, that's something that you enjoy in the sense that it helps relax and meditate your stress reliever. That's a good way to put it. Then absolutely. I, I have no problem with that. It's not really promoting anything. It's just something you like to share. And I, I appreciate that. It's no problem. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, for your judgment, not, not being judgmental. No, 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 of course not. Now we don't want to judge people on this show. We're, we're all about openness out here, but uh, yeah, it's important just to embrace those kind of things that really, if that's something that in all seriousness, if that's something that does really, if anybody, it doesn't have to be weed. It could be anything. Let's say you aren't having any stressful times, maybe do something that will relieve that stress in a sense that you can find your happy place and, and just right. really, and really be free with the times and, and just be happy to sense that you don't have to worry about the stress. Maybe it's, I don't know, putting on a movie in a sense, but just sharing it with a buddy. I, there's, there's a lot of things out, a lot of things you can do to relieve all that tension. So it's important to keep that in mind as we end here. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so I'd like to say thank you to Uncle Mike for taking time out of his day and night to come on the Anchor Nation. But before we go, Uncle Mike, you want to DM your social media, plug it in so you can have your viewers find you? Oh, yeah. Well, you guys could definitely follow me on the Anchor app. Uncle Mike, uh, yeah. Uncle Mike, uh, anchor.fm, was it? Yes. Uh, definitely, you can fo- uh, find me there, as well as uh, Instagram, uh, uncle underscore Mike underscore eight zero. And that's Instagram. Um, and that's it. I, I mean, I have a Twitter, but it's it's also Uncle Mike, actually, I think. There you go. Uncle Mike all day. And there you go. So, guys, definitely check out Uncle Mike's stations and channels. Appreciate the Anchor Nation as always giving their undivided attention to not only myself, but the interviewee as always. Uncle Mike, it's been a pleasure, my man. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much, KT. I really appreciate you uh, putting me on, bro. No, no problem. Anytime. All right. Next time. Hi Anchor Nation, this is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, follow me at the Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under the Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.